From Orlando, Florida and Tulsa, Oklahoma, welcome to the 1330 Podcast with your hosts, Keith Neighbor and Brent Bailey. Pulling from nearly half a century of experience, Brent and Keith share unique wisdom and proven insight to build the leader within you. Interact with us now on Facebook and Twitter at 1330podcast or email your questions and comments to 1330podcast at gmail.com. The 1330 Podcast starts right now. Well, hello everybody. Once again, welcome to the 1330 Podcast. My name is Brent Bailey. Really? Yep. I guess I'm Keith Neighbor today. Tonight you are. <laughs> really, that's not true. I'm Keith Neighbor. I'm Brent Bailey. and Just messing with everybody tonight to see if you're paying attention. For those of you scoring at home. And those of you who are listening at night. If it's daytime, then just ignore us because we're probably still asleep. Well, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. That's so. But anyway, hey, we're here at uh, the 1330 Podcast. You can reach us. If you have questions, Brent, where would you reach us at? You would reach us at 1330podcast at gmail.com. Or you can reach us on Facebook at the 1330 Podcast. Or on Twitter at... 1330 podcast. That's a lot of places to reach us. Uh, it is. And those of you who listen to this and know us, text us because you already have our numbers. That's right. And if you've got critiques and whatever, as I've told everybody else, be kind, but honest, kind, but honest, which is what we've been talking about. And we have been talking about that. So we've been talking about creativity and the process of creativity. And last time we were talking about asking hard questions and that's one of the things when, 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 when you were the one asking the hard question, Brent, you do need to be kind but honest. And I really think that kind of sums up everything that we covered last time is, is that if you're going to, you know, uh, you mentioned that Matt Keller made the statement that uh, you're one hard or uncomfortable conversation away from the next level. If you want to get to the next level, you're going to have to use creativity to get there. And uh, the environment... And, and setting an atmosphere of creativity is very important to the creative process. Because without that, without that environment, without that atmosphere, uh, I think that you can make creativity easier to flow in, I guess. I'm not trying to get all, you know, metaphysical on everybody here. But I think there's an environment that we can create where creativity flows more easily. It, it did for us. In our, in our time together, our 11 years on staff together, we started the creative process and the environment in our department. And then that spread to the other people in our department. We ended up, as, as we were talking last time, we were talking about our, our, our worship band in, the, in, the, in the, um, the, uh, the youth department. Went from an accomplished, accomplished group of adults who were singing all no nothing original they were singing their own you know other people's songs and there's nothing wrong with that there's a lot of not great a, worship songs out there not a thing at all but we went from that to having five bands full of teenagers that were raised up in the group and adults that were raised up at the church that were leaders of them but they were writing their own songs we recorded three worship albums two of them we produced track versions of with um then that spread then we did a whole book of original skits written by kids in the youth group that wrote um, biblically-based, faith-filled scripts. Then we had a step team that started performing original numbers and choreographing. Their, and we were actually talking about, that was one of our ideas that we put on the old whiteboard. It was. Was to do an instructional step team video produced by 
by the by the youth group, and that was happening. We we took all three of these groups to Brazil on a missions trip, taking sixty five teenagers on a missions trip. Which we was were insane, crazy for doing, for doing that. that. But it was the best trip I think that we'd ever done. And that they was told us while we were there, if we had your groups, we would take this country for Jesus. We had more than one one group of people that we where we went and ministered. We, yep. had, we had multiple people at different places tell us, not the same people telling us that everywhere we went. We had different people telling us that. We heard that at least three different times while we were there. But that's because the creative process started with us, and it spread to the other people. But then our department, you and I, were getting called to other uh, to meetings to help other areas of the ministry. And I, I'll just, I'm not trying to brag here, but Pastor would tell us, you guys are creative, and I want your creativity in on this meeting. And there were plenty of times we sit there and look at each other and go, why did they ask us to come here? We don't know anything about book sales. Or what they were even talking uh, about. That's just an example. It was just, yeah, it was just one yeah. of those where it, it, multiple times. But let's talk about the environment that we can set the atmosphere of it. Now, for Brent and I, when we would do ideas, we, you know, we've talked about this before. We'd come into my office. I'd throw my feet up on the desk. I'd pull one of the drawers out and put my feet up and lean back in my chair. Brent would lay down on the couch, and uh, we didn't dim the lights and hum or light candles or anything. We just sat there, and we, that was our fortress of solitude. Yeah. When we went and we'd close the door, one of the few, we didn't usually close the door, but when we got in there and started doing stuff, we would close the door and uh, and just let ideas start going because we didn't necessarily want everybody to hear all the ideas that we were throwing out because we didn't want them thinking, oh, well, we're going to do this or we're going to do that. We and, just and wanted... some of them were bad. We didn't want oh, anybody yeah, to yeah, hear those. Was, yeah, and that's part of the reason why is because not every idea that you throw out. But we set that, and there was an expectation that when these things started to happen, creativity was going to happen. So we had that together as, as, uh, as a team were when we were together, but as an individual, for me, um, for whatever reason, I come up with creative ideas. My best creative ideas come when the house is quiet, the TV's off. Um, I don't have I don't have music or anything on. I'm just praying and thinking and meditating and running through stuff in my head. I have a a, a, a notebook with me. I'm not using my computer. I I use a yellow legal pad. And, uh, and I just start writing stuff down and I just get into the flow of that. And my, my creative place, it has always been in the front room of our house, whatever we've had a couple different houses. It's always been in the front room, um, normally after 11 o'clock at night. And, uh, when it gets to that point, there's an expectation and there's something that clicks over in me where that is the environment where I do my best thinking and the most creative ideas are flowing through me. Now, you're completely different than I am in this because your creative environment is a lot louder than mine is. Well, it's not extremely loud, but I, I, I like to listen to, and I think I heard George Lucas say he did the same thing. Uh, I like to listen to like movie score type music or uh, classical, you know, like classical thunder type music, not just any classical music, but something that you can almost hear the story of the song while it's being played. And I remember, I think George Lucas said when he wrote Star Wars that he was listening to classical music. And if you go back and listen 
to the Star Wars score, it sounds a lot like there is some, you know, John Williams who wrote it made it sound like a lot of. Do you the know how nerdy music. it is that you know who wrote the soundtrack to John Star Williams? Wars? Yes. One of the most famous composers of all time. That's fine. I had no idea who that was. <laughs> he wrote. He wrote for Superman and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Too. Okay, but anyway, we're getting into nerd territory right. now. So we anyway, just need the comic book guy but, needs to go back into the. <laughs> into but George the basement. told him this is what I was listening to when I wrote this scene, and that's what kind of the feel I want. And if you go back and listen to Star Wars score and the and that score, they are the, or the the score and the classical song that he was listening to, they very they sound very similar. And I I kind of got into that same thing where music really speaks to me, but not. Like ideas come through. I start imagining what we're doing to the beat of the song or to the movement of the song. I can so see you're myself. feeling the rhythm of the night is what you're saying <laughs> to the beat of the rhythm of the night. No, I, I, I mean, like when we would plan. Here's a great example. Um, we, if we would plan the entrance, our, our entrance to the youth conference, which we did a youth conference all eleven years we were together. Uh. I would plan that based on usually sometime throughout the year, and I was a big movie buff, so I'd go to the movies, and I would, and there were certain scores that would speak to me, you know, just really, and and so I would put myself in the environment with the, with that music again, and I would I would if I couldn't see what we were doing, our entrance to that song, I'd just go until I found one that I could see us coming in on those little mini choppers. Yep, that's it right there, and so. I I would get the feel of the music. That's how I do it. You know, even when I'm doing things at my church now, I'll put on classical music and just sit over and imagine scenarios in my head at my church to the rhythm of that music. That's what works for me. But what's really happening from a science standpoint is the most creative part of your brain waves is something called the theta wave. There's the alpha, the beta, the delta, and then there's theta. And theta usually happens... Um, it's these big, long waves where alpha and beta are the real short ones, and delta is the really big, deep ones. But so what you're saying is I have a lot of, of alpha and beta in me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you do. They kind of jump all over the place. But the theta waves are these nice, big, arcing ones, and they're not, you know, delta goes really deep and then comes really back high, where theta is kind of in between. And I'll tell you, everybody that's listening will know exactly what I'm talking about. You know how when you wake up from a dream and everything makes sense? You remember the dream, you know how it applies to your life, and 30 seconds later, you forgot it. It doesn't make any sense. It's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense anymore. And it's because your brainwaves have shifted out of theta mode. Well, when we're the most creative is because we're actually going there without, without realizing what we're doing. So whether it was the music that was taking me there or you being in that room in the middle of the night, you're kind of almost getting drowsy even though you're not sleepy. Your mind is starting to head that way, and that's why you get creative. And part of this creative process and this environment, you have to be able to go in and shut out all of the distractions and the things that are bothering you. You've got to, you know, all the, the cares and worries. This is where we cast our cares and worries on the Lord. I believe that if we would cast our cares and our worries on the Lord more often than we do, instead of trying to carry them around, we would be much more creative. We'd stop wasting our time, um, you know, trying to figure out how to solve problems that don't matter. And we'd be able to get into that, you know, into that, you know, not necessarily that dream mode, but that, that creative flow 
a lot easier and a lot more quickly than we than we normally do. And it's those distractions that, and that's why normally at night, um, it would take me a while to get to that spot. But man, once I got there, it, when I started writing stuff down, I'd come up with, you know, I'd get tons of stuff in that time. So is the environment that you set, it's up to you to set that environment. It's not to, up to somebody else. And, and we're talking individual right now. I'm not talking like team, you know, creativity. This is, this is you and God time. And, uh, and the way that I would always get there was I'd just, just start praying, just start talking to him and letting him speak to me. And, you know, for those of you that are listening and say, well, God never talks to me, you're not listening. You are not listening. Because if you will, if you will really dial into this, he is the creator of the world. He is the father of all creativity. And if you will tap into that, then you will you'll tap into a force that is unimaginable. And I look at some of the stuff that, that we did uh, when, when Brent and I were together and just different things that have gone on, different people I've worked with before that were creative, just hyperly creative. And the ideas that come up with that, you know, people are just like, man, how did you think of that? How did you think of that? They tapped into the creative power of God. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, as we come down to the stretch here, running out of time, Take some time for you. If you want to get creative, take some, take some time. Slow down a little bit. Put yourself into a, a, something where if you've thought of something, an answer to a question or something, evaluate those circumstances when those kind of things came into your mind so that you can recognize and coddle those creative times in your life so that you see more of it. As we wrap up this week's podcast, thanks so much for being with us. We appreciate you so much. Send us an email. Ask us about some things you'd like to see us cover. 1330podcast at gmail.com. Until next week, this is Brent Bailey. And I am Keith Neighbor. And peace, we're out. Thanks for joining us for the 1330 Podcast with Brent and Keith. We want to hear from you. Find us on Facebook and Twitter today at 1330podcast or email us directly at 1330podcast at gmail.com. Join us next time for another 13 minutes and 30 seconds geared to change you into the leader that you and those who follow you want you to be.